genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 3-1, reminding you that old people used to be hot minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. Yikes. <laughs> and I'm Dan Gavostin from the amazing Spider-Talk podcast. And every time I'm on here, I feel like I have to remind everybody that I'm editing this show. You guys are downplaying my involvement <laughs> I know, in your I know. show. Well, your you contributions know. are appreciated, but we can't have people like celebrating them over us. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those things. But it, It's also weird because I have a lot of dreams where I'm editing every episode of this show. <laughs> uh, but I have to keep reminding myself they're just dreams because Dan is the one who's actually editing. Yeah, he's been on this podcast couch for like three seasons now. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but we're happy to have you on the mic today. Uh, for I don't actually edit the show. <laughs> I, need, I need to be clear. You guys went with that joke more than I wanted to. Um, and we, don't make this on the cutting room floor that you removed me saying this. I don't want to have that guilt hanging over me. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. We're happy to have you as a regular guest, uh, ha have you back as one, on Minute 16 today, which is, of course, the minute that begins with Peter saying, I think I can, and ends with May saying, I thought it was the sun. This mm -hmm. is... Uh, Kitchen conversation minute. Yeah. yeah. I'm worried about Aunt May because if she thought that that tiny diamond was the sun, she may have been having a heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely possible. Yeah. I have some questions about the logistics of the whole story she has, but maybe we'll get into that in a, in a second. Um, the first sort of just thing I, I, I wanted to say about this minute is that even though we're not, as we said last week, back in the Parker household anymore, we are back in the like... Aunt May and Uncle Ben's style of shooting again, where we almost like pause the movie to become a play for a bit. Yep. Like it's locked off cameras and lots of little fiddly blocking movements, uh, moments motivated by physical movements of the actors rather than cameras and things like that. Um, yeah. It is always like a shift in tone yeah. that we have here. To that point, um, you know, just this week or the other night, Rosemary Harris won a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Tonys. Wow. So she won the Tony. Holy cow. Uh, I mean, by the time this comes out, this will be quite dated of an announcement. But, no, I like it. But still, uh, you know, and you, you're, you're talking about play-like atmosphere, and yeah. that's what she's known for. So. Right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, this whole monologue feels like her reading the monologue in the script and then just sort of doing her own thing with it, because... Yeah. The, the bits where she's like, and I did, like that, that doesn't <laughs> feel like it's in the script. Like it, yeah. the, 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 the sort of like, uh, uh, I don't know, pattern of it mm -hmm. feels like something she just came up with. Like, this is how Aunt May would tell a story. Right. You right. know? Yeah. There's a lot of good like acting work to done. Um, you know, sometimes you see it done in movies and I think not enough, but on stage you see it all the time where actors are given items to play with yes. while they're like living out a scene. And this scene to me feels so alive. By everything that she's doing, even if it's just like the little stuff with, you know, waving her hands around, but in this case, pouring the tea and preparing, 
whatever it is for Peter. Yes, mm-hmm. it is two fifteen at night, but you got to get your caffeine every regular <laughs> a- hours and take whatever pills she has. Because man, there are a lot of pills out for Aunt May. I'm more, oh, yeah. I'm more worried about her health than than normal. Ah, she's just old. Old people take a lot of pills. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, I mean, this is like a buffet plate. Though. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. they're. I mean, it's almost like so. There's a plate with a bunch of pills on them, and then there's like a secondary basket next to it, which also seems to have some like pills in there, and like sometimes like. Like maybe the prescription runs out and she doesn't need it anymore, but she's still got a few of them left, so she keeps it around just in case. Like she's got her own little, uh, yeah. like pharmacy makeshift pharmacy going on on the, yeah. on the counter. She's like playing with drugs and pouring these teas. It's like an inconceivable scene, you know. <laughs> she's like, "I poisoned one of these, Peter. You'll never know." <laughs> what a twist that would you be! You killed my husband. <laughs> <laughs> you killed my husband. And he woke me up at two in the morning. You're you dead. may have admitted it three years ago in a film, but <laughs> you really now are the worst nephew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. I'm props to her for taking it so well that this dude is just interrupting her night sleep with this malarkey. And uh, <laughs> this could have been a, a phone call, as we've said before, but she she was ready <laughs> to host been, him. It shouldn't have been anything at two in the morning. No, it should have just been wait till tomorrow. Touch base with your aunt. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you maniac. Don't yeah. be a jerk. I love how lived in this like house is or apartment is. Oh, yeah. uh, like it's very lived in for someone who I, I imagine in the timeline of this movie. Moved in relatively shortly ago. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's been about a year since Spider-Man Two, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. I can't find the source on that, but like the the film itself is pretty vague about how much time has yeah. transpired, yeah. and in in real life, about three years had gone by. But the the official synopsis says that it's been about a year. So yeah. I've always been weird about that with this movie because like the marriage thing seems so sudden. Yeah, because we haven't really seen him and Mary Jane courting each other right. in any kind of like real constructed way, other than the kind of like vague flirtings and looks that they've given each other for the past two movies. Yeah. Right. So like. There is an implied that they have this relationship, but it's hard for us to really grab onto that because we've not seen it. Right. You know? Well, it's, it's you know, they've been doing the build-up to the romance this whole time, which was all done very, very well. Yeah. And then the problem is now we're in a relationship. Well, what does that look like? And so instead of telling us what that looks like... It's immediately in peril. Right. It's yeah. immediately <laughs> in peril so that we just don't even have to worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't want to think about what their relationship would actually be like day to day. <laughs> we might literally have something swoop in to disrupt everything. <laughs> yeah. Fairly, fairly quick. Whoa, spoilers. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, so Aunt May says, uh, you have my blessing after he says that he can, he can quote unquote be a man and take care of his wife. Uh, Convincingly, question mark? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I can. Well, then you have my blessing. And to which I, I say, like, I wasn't, I mean, I don't think Peter was here asking for her blessing. I think he was just letting her know that that was what he's planning on doing. Yeah. Like, She's also, like, that's it's a reverse blessing, yeah. too. It's like, <laughs> normally you ask, like, her father, but in th- I mean, this case, her father's like this drunk dude, but uh, in this case, he's like, I'll just ask my mom. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a good fill-in, right, yeah. guys? Functionally asking for your own decision from your own parental figure. Right. That's yeah. not how this works, May. <laughs> that's not how this works. Although I will say in the comic, uh, you know, Aunt May is the one that kind of gives him the nudge-nudge mm. to do this kind of thing. So it's not too far off base. Yeah. 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 Where, when, uh, do you know what issue it was that the uh, the actual engagement, the actual proposal took place? I do. It's an issue uh, 290. Okay. Uh, but it's the second proposal is an issue 290. Oh. Yeah. And then the, the, the yes doesn't actually come until 292. Oh. 
Okay. okay. They have to go on this whole journey to Philadelphia to meet up with Mary Jane's family, Gail, and mm-hmm. her like abusive father, and and all of that noise. So she she says no the first time. She well she says no twice. Oh, so she says no the very first time that he asks her, which is more of a lark on his behalf because I think he just kind of feels like that's what old people do. Sure, and he's like eighteen, so why not? <laughs> and uh, then when he's like. And he's like, I guess, like early to mid twenties. He like he and Mary Jane have like reconnected, and then you know he asks her in issue two ninety, and she says no, um, and it's kind of like a soft no, and there's like, and he can tell that something's like going on with her, and it's that she is having all this kind of like trouble with her family, which uh, you know is this whole like situation with uh, Gail, her sister, who's. Husband abandoned her and her children. So Mary Jane has this whole like, oh my god, um, she has this whole complex relationship to marriage and family stuff, which is why she's the party girl that she is in the comics. Right, it's right. like a cover up for her own like problems with marriage and being faithful. Sure. And so they go through a whole thing with the Spider Slayers, and then they realize how much they love each other. And she says yes in two ninety two. Okay. Wow. Well, it's a go. circuitous uh, path to getting there, uh, but that's comics for you, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, you yeah. got to stall it in some way, <laughs> and uh, and and even then, people think it's a little too it was a little too rushed because, like, famously, Stanley decided to marry Mary Jane and Peter in the um, newspaper comic, right? And yeah. so the editors in, of the Spider-Man, you know, comic were like, "Well, we want to have some kind of big event and you know link up the newspaper strip with the actual comic." So we'll marry them off. And obviously that lasted for a while and then was undone because people always felt like it was a little rushed and, and too quick. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, if we feel like it's rushed in here, it was also kind of rushed in the comics. Right. <laughs> right. Fa- faithful adaptation in uh, mm-hmm. approach, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's what he was going for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, so this story that uh, Aunt May tells about the time that, uh, that, that Ben proposed and she actually said yes, uh, is, this is, a, this is a complex proposal, and it's as if Ben like wore her down physically before <laughs> proposing to her because he was like he took her to the beach and then was like hey we're good swimmers let's go swim to that island over there <laughs> so they swim all the way to an, a, like a private island they sneak onto some private island by swimming there like 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 navy seals <laughs> <laughs> and then they collapse on the beach and then he proposes to her and yeah i think she was physically exhausted and possibly having a heat stroke yeah and uh, believed that this tiny diamond was the sun you joke but in the comics ben was in the military for a short period of time oh, oh. Yeah. so there you go but aunt may was not <laughs> no she was not so yeah she was just exhausted yeah. and seeing things hence the sun yeah and uh she just decided i uh I don't really have any other option here, so I might as well say yes. You yeah. know what they say: yeah. all good proposals rely on hallucinations. So, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah, so he mine did. did. Yeah, <laughs> hallucinations <laughs> of the future, of the past. <laughs> my my thought is like, okay, so he, I'm gonna, we're gonna do this proposal in this way. We're gonna swim to the island. It'll be romantic and whatnot. But he gives her the ring on the island, right? Not when they're at the beach. So did he have like a ring box in his pocket and then like swim? Like multiple fathoms. I don't know how water works. He swim like long distance through like seawater with a ring box in his pocket and then like unhooked this like soggy mess and then like pulled a ring out and was like, there we go. 
Or did he, did he, the previous day, go and like hide the ring on the island? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think he probably swam with it. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, she gives the ring to Peter and look what he does with it. What fair. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know. Mark yeah, no, it's good thinking. I mean, it's kind of thing that like when I, when I got engaged, like it, my whole thought was clearly they're going to see it in my pocket. And then you, you always devise crazy scenarios. I'm sure Ben was going through the same, like, yeah. you know, X, Y, Z. Or maybe he was way more casual about it and cool. No. Cause, <laughs> he, was a, he was a knockout in his bathing suit, except for that box-shaped tumor he had on his thigh. <laughs> <laughs> Has that always been that, yeah? yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, this in the comics, uh, Ben wasn't the first person that May got proposed to. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually a guy before him named Johnny Jerome. Do you right. know this guy? Yeah. Wow, that's a hell of yeah. Um, he was like this kind of like mobster guy. And, you know, he used to work at, like, uh, Coney... Well, no, he didn't work at Coney Island. Aunt May lived near Coney Island, and she would go there to see Ben, who worked at Coney Island. And Jerome was there, and he stole all of this jewelry and used it to woo Aunt May until Ben came storming in and uh, kind of revealed that Johnny had been stealing this stuff and that he was only out to woo Aunt May through ill-gotten means. Mm -hmm. And that is how she ended up getting together with Uncle Ben. Um, and, and it's ignoring it, Johnny's heart-shaped locket, and it's <laughs> it's in character for her because she would then eventually almost marry another uh, bad person, yeah, uh, Doctor Otto Octavius. Yeah, so there you go. There she's you go. Uh, this is this is very uh, on brand for me. Easily <laughs> duped. Oh, your 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 octopus arms are so engaging. <laughs> What is that, that awesome cover where uh, the what is the priest saying like with this ring I the web? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like swinging in at the last minute. Um, <laughs> Good old Jerry Conway and his bizarre <laughs> stories. Yeah. Well, uh. maybe maybe the Jerome backstory like l- leads extra credence to like this ring was not ill-gotten. This has this has double meaning. This sure. is like a yeah. legitimate piece of jewelry that has extra association. That's why it's so it. small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we learned anything on the podcast so far, it's that uh Scott thinks that diamond rings should be big. Well, I bi- bigger <laughs> I was gonna than say that's bigger than my wife's <laughs> ring. I feel bad all of a sudden. <laughs> There's literally a joke in this later with Bruce, where Bruce Campbell like looks at it and takes out a thing like a, like a <laughs> yeah. and goes, "Oh, hello." And like, <laughs> at, at, at least it's bigger than the pawn shop one. Can we give them that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Pawn yeah. shop yeah. one was pretty small too, <laughs> um, and required layaway. Lay He's really, available. really getting away with a deal. I, I, you know, look, engagement rings are expensive, and I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of all of these guys who get these family heirloom engagement rings yeah, uh, uh, given down to them sure. because it's just like, man, that's, that's, that's like two or three grand that you can put in the savings account for the wedding, you know, and yeah. then you wouldn't have otherwise. That's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> that could, that could be the difference between the, uh, well, I don't even want to finish that t- sentence. That would help a lot. That would, would help uh, an awful lot. Yeah. In a uh, wedding, yeah. two or three grand's not going very far. That's, well, <laughs> that's maybe your customized your napkins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I've I've seen some like low small ceremonies that were really cool done for under five grand, but 
I think traditionally you're going to have to spend a lot more than that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What we're trying to say is that Zach is quickly veering this podcast into a new wedding prep podcast. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's DIY is handy. Yeah. Mason jars, they're, you know, you can do a lot of cool stuff with mason jars. Um, Listen to uh, <laughs> Zach's new podcast exclusive to our Patreon, Wedding Web. Thwip. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say what to do with mason jars, but that might be too much of a Howard Stern <laughs> thing. <laughs> Um, let's see. I don't know in this, I mean, there's not a whole lot else in this minute just then like business of cookies and uh, tea and whatnot. Did you have other specific notes you wanted to tackle on this guy? No, not really. I mean, I'm just, I really like, uh, you know, this isn't a great story, but Rosemary Harris is really selling it. I mean, oh, she's, yeah. she's just nailing it and we don't get a great, uh, amount of Aunt May in this movie. Yeah. Um, because I think they had officially ran out of things for her to do after <laughs> the action <laughs> sequence she got in the second one. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think they were probably afraid to ever do that again with her and really push their luck. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's she's doing good work here, and uh, I'm happy to see her, and I do miss her as Aunt May. Oh, yeah. Um, as much as, as, much as it, it does make relatively more sense for an Aunt May to really actually look like Marissa Tomei, age-appropriateness-wise... Um, because you know, if ants. Peter's yeah, ants ants are not elderly typically. That's like more of a great aunt or a great great aunt. Well, maybe like fresh off of her lifetime achievement award for the Tony, we'll get that Sony Aunt May movie, <laughs> uh, you know, and we'll get Rosemary Harris back as the golden oldie, and we'll we'll do the whole thing. Yeah, oh, I will yeah. say this though, uh, there's um, there is something that this story reminds me of, which is. Uh, a, a big uh, comics controversy, oh. um, which I believe you brought up very recently uh, on your on oh, your Twitter, and we're talking about Trouble, uh, oh, the Mark yes. Miller comic. Have you heard about this? No, Zach? what is this? Oh gosh, okay. maybe, maybe okay. this is another episode. <laughs> no, no, I think I think because I think it, it ties into the story because that's uh, what it reminds right, me of. All right, okay. You know what? You want to lay it out? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> Trouble is broad a, strokes. Yeah. Trouble is a a comic miniseries written by Mark Miller. Uh, and it's uh, the Dotson, right? Terry Dotson? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a story about uh, the uh, sexcapades of uh, Aunt May and Uncle Ben oh, and their friends God. and Unofficial. stuff. Unofficial. Unofficial. So, like, it, 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 their names are all Aunt May, Uncle Ben, and Richard and May Parker. Right. And uh, it's a, like, Marvel, like, sub-imprint where they were like, these aren't canon. But, like, right. you could definitely tell that Mark Millar was writing it, like, with the idea that it was canon. Yeah. Okay. And it basically suggests that, like, there was some, um, let's say, like, wife and husband swapping <laughs> going on between the two. What? And yeah. that Aunt what? May is not actually Peter's aunt, but Peter's mother. Yeah. Um, what? And, yeah. And that it was kept under wraps and all this stuff. But there's, yeah, that oh, there's, like, some, God. like, child carried in secret for the other it's it's insane and people hate it <laughs> yeah um and it's a constant joke like it's, on, on everywhere it's arguably the most bizarre thing that mark miller has ever done wow because uh, it's just like what were you what made you what what at any point what made you think this was a good idea it's funny though because like <laughs> while the book is canonically trouble uh it, it is a well-written book, completely separate from <laughs> sure. canon. Yeah. Like it's a great um, entry in like teen and like you know like yeah. college drama and sex stuff. But it is it is completely insane. So you have to kind of just ignore that it's 
you know, you, I mean, you should just ex- ignore it because it's clearly not canon. Right, right. Uh, right. Well, but, do they, yeah. like, set it, like, back, way, way back in the day for that to work? Or do they just, like... It's in a more modern, oh, like, okay. yeah. you know, sliding timeline kind of setting. Right, uh, right. I mean, I don't 40s. know. I don't know what their idea, like, their audience was. They're like, maybe they'll bring in girls or something, but then... Where do you go from there? Yeah, like, you know, it was uh, it was almost too trashy to bring in girls. Yeah, no, I, no, it was one hundred percent. You know, Terry Dodson. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right. either. But you know, yeah, it's it's a it's a incredibly strange thing. A friend of mine, you know, has been very vocal about his feelings about Trouble, and he has a mysterious benefactor who keeps mailing him copies of Trouble in the mail, <laughs> <laughs> and they just show up on his doorstep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I get. To, I don't want to lean too far into the troll thing because lest I get this this yeah. mad Avenger <laughs> to set out my sights on me. Yeah. Uh, I just remember when um, I when I worked at uh, uh, the comic shop that I worked at, um, which was a uh, online retailer. Which um, for longtime listeners of my podcast, you can probably guess which online retailer it was that I worked at. But I'm not going to mention them by name. Cool, cool, cool. But uh, when I worked there, uh, we had a a you know we had a back catalog of lots of books that we would have to ship out whenever orders would come in. Yeah. So we had a huge library, and we bought Trouble at a discount rate from uh, Marvel directly from Marvel, and I think it was something like I want to say it was like two dollars a book. That we ended up buying, yeah. and so we had two hundred copies of Trouble in hardcover. Oh no! And they just sat there collecting dust. Oh, so no. what you're saying is, there's a good chance that you might be able to use some of your sleuthing skills to find out who this masked Avenger it is. It might be someone that works there. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely possible. I think my friend has at least twenty copies of the whole series. Yeah, because <laughs> you can get it for like nothing. Yeah. Right, right, for sure. Um, all right. Well, I think that uh, I think that wraps us up for uh, minute sixteen. Uh, but uh, you know, in the meantime, if you're on Facebook, make sure that you've joined our uh, Spider-Man Minute Friendly Neighborhood Listener Group over there and yeah. uh, join in the conversation. Have you read Trouble? Have you ever heard of it? Uh, maybe we'll post some uh, some images. Uh, from this comic. <laughs> I love your listener group. It's so active and fun. Mm-hmm. Everybody's really positive. It's a great, like, it's like almost the one place I want to hang out yeah. and read stuff. I need to comment more, but I, I read everything in there because it's just like, oh, it's so not toxic. Yeah, I yeah. follow a lot of Spider-Man groups to get, like, memes and things like that for our group. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it's rough. Like, I've had to mute a lot <laughs> of people. Out there. Yeah. There's yeah. so many people who just post images of, like, cheesecakey Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy stuff, oh. and that's it. They just... That's, that's what they do. Yeah, that's all that they do, and it's it's gross. Uh, and it, and we don't have any of those people, and it's so fantastic. Yeah, I, I don't sure what it is if, it, if it's the crossover between Spider Man fans and Spider Man podcast fans that gets a kind of sweet spot. Yeah, because we have like a Slack group for my show too, and it's also very non toxic. Yeah, and I'm like, thank God these things exist because elsewhere it's the wild west. Oh yeah. yeah. So anyway, good job, guys. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hey, it's hey. an extended thing, but like I, I enjoy your group. Yeah. No, we enjoy it too. So thanks to everyone who makes it. Uh, a really great place to visit. Yeah. Uh, come so, join us. Yeah, yeah, come join us if you haven't already. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 17. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.